Welcome to episode number 13 of the Nurture Me podcast. So what's happening in the world right now is creating a lot of stress. I think we live in a very high stress society anyways. Uh, So COVID-19 is just adding to people's stress and fear that they have on a daily basis. So I think breaking down that stress and learning some coping mechanisms can be really helpful in this time um, because it's what's going to get you through this, this stressful time. So I sat down with Megan Campbell, um, who is a registered provisional psychologist uh, with Serenity Now Wellness Center. Megan holds an honors bachelor of science degree in biology, an honors bachelor of science degree in psychology, and a master's degree in counseling psychology. Megan has worked in human services field since 2005 and has worked with children and families throughout her life in a variety of different roles. And she currently works part-time doing single therapy sessions as well as working with special needs children and their families. Megan draws from several approaches based on her clients' needs and presenting concerns including solution-based brief therapy, narrative therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, and systems theories. Megan believes that the client is the expert and that all clients bring many strengths and resiliencies that can be built upon to enact change. Megan is passionate about the work that she does with clients in helping them reach their goals and find harmony within their lives. Welcome, Megan. You're listening to the Nurture Me podcast, the only podcast that teaches you how to transform your physical and mental well-being so that you can feel your very best. We firmly believe that life is more than another diet. It's time to hear from the experts and support the self-love revolution. Here's your host, educator, nutrition and mindset coach, Jenna Lesnar. Why don't we start by telling, I guess, listeners, what brought you to psychology? How did you get started in it? Oh, what brought me to psychology? Well, I kind of fell upon it when I was doing my undergraduate degree, my first one. I was doing uh, honors bachelor of science in biology, and I decided to take some psych courses just as electives. Mm-hmm. Love with it. So yeah. to go back to school again, do a second undergraduate degree, um, and do honors psychology. And uh, yeah, I loved it so much that I decided to go back and do my master's after I worked for, hmm, I think it was probably five years as a group home supervisor. Oh, okay. And then I went back and and did my master's in counseling. Okay, awesome. And what does your clientele look like now? Oh, well, it's quite mixed. Um, I see a lot of adult individuals, um, a lot of depression, anxiety, uh, one of my specialties is post-traumatic stress disorder. So I work mm. um, with that. So motor vehicle accidents as well. Um, but I also see kids, uh, quite a lot of youth. I do couples therapy and I also do family therapy. Wow, that is a mix. It is. <laughs> yeah, that must keep your day interesting. It does. It shakes it up a bit. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk about stress. Um, can you explain like good and bad stress? Yes. So of course, uh, as I'm sure you know, Jenna, stress is is a regular part of our everyday lives. Um, but good stress can look like being excited and stressed about like an upcoming trip. Mm-hmm. 
whereas bad stress could be described more as like feeling strain or tension or feeling burnt out or overloaded. Mm -hmm. Uh, So really the distinction between the two is how it feels. Um, So because stress is is part of our everyday lives, um, you know, we need it to perform well. It helps to motivate us, to keep us engaged in a task. For example, if you decided to move jobs and it was voluntary, right? Although it's good stress, it produces stress. So the stress performance curve, which can be Googled, there's lots of pictures of it online, but it's a really well way um, to kind of conceptualize when stress turns from bad to good. Uh, or from good to bad. So if you just kind of Google this, it really gives you a nice picture of the two sides and how mm-hmm. you the one side to the other side. So although it's a normal part of our life, it's kind of that stress resilience that we want to build uh, as well as kind of regulating around the stress response when it is that stress. Mm-hmm. So how would you like differentiate between like a bad stress and post-traumatic stress disorder? Mm. So post-traumatic stress disorder, you would see if there was chronic stress, we would call that. So there is repeated times that the person has had to face a stressful or traumatic situation. And when this happens over and over again, and you have, you know, a buildup of stress hormones in your body, you can experience post-traumatic stress disorder. However, this is not just going to come from stress by itself. PTSD comes when you've had one or more traumatic events that are being relived in your brain. So that can be kind of two very different things. You could have chronic stress or you could have PTSD that is that has come from an actual event, mm-hmm. having flashbacks, uh, memories of that event, um, nightmares about that event. Whereas chronic stress might be just the amount of stress that kind of comes with all of the pieces in your life that you're dealing with. Mm. Okay, that's a good description. And so, how does stress impact our psyche? So too much bad stress can create both physical and psychological health issues. When our mind and body perceive a threat, there is a stress reaction in the body. Uh, And cortisol is released. So that's the stress hormone. So although cortisol, it does work to regulate our body, if you have too much cortisol in the body, it can have a number of effects. Mm -hmm. These is impaired cognitive functioning. Uh, Chronic stress may develop when someone has to repeatedly face stressors, as I said before. Some symptoms of chronic stress would be feeling on edge, feeling irritable, uh, noticing that you're overreacting to situations, feeling overly agitated on a daily basis, having difficulty relaxing, feeling intolerant of others, feeling overly sensitive. All those things are, are signs of chronic stress. Um, And chronic stress can also create changes in sleep and appetite. So it can really affect a lot of areas of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see a lot of people stress eating. That's a common one that I deal with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what is stress resilience? I know you briefly mentioned it before. Yeah, so stress resilience means that 
someone is able to adapt well in a stressful situation. So it can involve like having the ability to either minimize or eliminate a stressor and usually using both cognitive and physical strategies. So what what would some of those strategies be? So to improve resilience would be to maintain balance in life. Easier said than done. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And in all areas of self-care and also to just ensure that you're taking really good care of yourself. Uh, So these things would include like a healthy diet, uh, getting enough sleep on a regular basis, exercising, making time for relaxation, making time to connect with others, journaling, etc. Yeah. Okay, great. Those are all things that I talk to clients about. So that's nice that I guess I'm on the right page. You're on the right track. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Uh, I think that a lot of people forget like that self-care portion of like what maybe it is, especially if there's kids or like a really busy job that yourself tends to be the thing that you put on the back burner when. Yeah, it's usually the lowest on the priority list. Yeah, when it, it really should be first because if you take care of yourself, then you can show up for your job or the other people in your life a whole lot better. That's right. Yeah. I guess you kind of touched on some of the strategies, but is there any other ways someone could improve their resilience to stress? Well, of course, that would be maybe also learning ways to cope with it. Mm-hmm. So what I do in my practice is I use a solution-focused, client-centered approach. So I get a description of what the client's current stressors are. Then we discuss what the client has used previously to relieve their stress. So things that are special to them that give them a sense of relief or happiness. So then I also keep in mind six areas of self-care because a lot of people think that self-care is having a bubble bath. Not quite. So the six areas of self-care are professional. So this would look like making sure that you're taking breaks at work, having space to debrief at work when necessary, depending on what you do, taking your vacation time, uh, taking sick days when you need them. Then there's the physical area of self-care, which would be, of course, exercise, eating healthy, sleeping, maybe going for a massage. Then there's the psychological uh, part of self-care. So that could be going to therapy, could be journaling, painting, drawing. Then there's emotional self-care. So this would be self-love, using affirmations, crying when we need to, uh, and talking to people about how you feel. Then there's spiritual. So that would be yoga or maybe being out in nature, singing, dancing, praying. And then the sixth one is personal self-care. So this would be things like making goals, connecting with friends and family, uh, and maybe even financial planning. So when a stressful situation appears, it can be helpful to focus on having a positive mindset. So to think about potential benefits, for example, even though this is a really shitty situation, have I learned something from it? Mm. Take out of it uh, and remind yourself of your strengths and, of course, to utilize your resources, such as family and friends when you need to. Mm. So that's kind of how I work with my clients with stress, kind of paying attention to all of those areas and talking about the areas maybe where they need to do more. I like that, the six areas of self-care. I never 
there's some of them in there that like I didn't even think of. Like mm-hmm. I'm really bad at forcing myself to take breaks or a sick day or me <laughs> in a vacation. <laughs> I'm like when was the last time I took a vacation? Oh dear. Um, right? Might be time then if you can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, I took some time off at Christmas, but I was sick all that time. So oh, like, I, that doesn't count. No, <laughs> no. So as a registered provisional psychologist, mm-hmm. um, how else do you help people cope with stress? It's just um, Well, other than kind of what I just described, um, my tip would be to kind of practice being self-aware of when you're feeling bad stress. So to reflect on, okay, I'm feeling stressed out today. What have I been doing recently? What have I not been doing? Where's all the areas of self-care? Have I touched on any of them? Oh, I haven't. And I had a really bad sleep and I haven't eaten properly. Huh? Right? So trying to really be aware of how you're taking care of yourself, if you've done it properly over the past little bit when you're starting to feel stress. Uh, The other thing is to also kind of preemptively increase self-care when you know that a current or potential stressor is coming. I know I'm going to be stressed out. I have a test coming up. So then you up all your areas of self-care to kind of of as a protective factor. And by making self-care a priority, like we mentioned earlier, we can decrease cortisol levels in our body before they get to a chronic level and affect us physically, emotionally, and mentally. Uh, One great thing about where I'm working right now, Serenity Now Wellness Center, is that we have a holistic approach. So coming to see us for therapy, you'd also have access to other services like biodynamic craniosacral massage, massage therapy, nutrition. And we also have Qigong, which is kind of a a movement practice as well. So to really have a well-rounded approach of taking care of yourself can go a really long way. And to do it, even maybe when you're feeling okay, so that you can handle stress better when it comes. Yeah, I think that's an important point is that most people just like think about it once they're in it and not Mm -hmm. that like preventative type stage, right? I know that I know even myself, like I'm really bad when I get super stressed and it's like, what's the first thing to go? Well, it's my self-care, right? Yeah. Why do you think that we do that? Mm. Why do we do that? That is a very good question. Well, I think a lot of us, unfortunately, we, and I mean, unfortunate to our bodies and our minds, we think about others first. We put others, especially I think parents, mothers, you know, anybody who's taking care of someone, they often put themselves second. Rather than thinking about and and recognizing that by putting myself first, I can better care for all of the people in my life. I'll have more capacity for doing that and I won't be so irritated while I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. I I like to give clients uh, the airplane analogy, like you put on your oxygen mask first before you. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've used that too. (laughs) Yeah. It, It does sound like easier to do. Like I said, like, do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but I think it's just like managing that self-care when you're not in that high stress. That That's a key point mm-hmm. that you made. Yes. Really like that. Well, and I think what a lot of people don't do is schedule self-care in like they do mm-hmm. with everything else. You've got the stuff that your kids have to go to scheduled in. You have work scheduled in. You have meetings scheduled in. It needs to be a priority, which means it should be scheduled in as well. 
So then it, you don't just say, well, I don't have time for it today. No, you're doing it from this time to this time. Put it in your schedule. Yeah, like meal prep or gym time or yoga exactly. class or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, to make sure that it happens. So you have capacity for stress. Yeah, it's really easy to be like, I don't feel like it now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's much easier. <laughs> uh, However, we often don't feel as good when we do that rather yeah. than being the harder thing. Mm-hmm. Great advice. Any other specific tips on managing stress? Just kind of, you know, maybe checking people to kind of check out that stress performance curve that I talked about earlier. There's also some really good websites that I look at. One's called theverywellmind.com, and it talks a lot about cortisol levels in the body because, of course, that's um, the stress hormone. So that one is really informative if anybody wants to learn more about cortisol and what it actually does in the body. That's a great resource. The other thing is the American Institute of Stress. So it's www.stress.org. And that website talks a lot about good and bad stress. So it can give people more examples of, of what that means to have good or bad stress. Other site is, although it's for anxiety, a lot of the strategies can be really helpful for stress as well. Uh, and that one is Anxiety Canada. Thank you for those resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so where can listeners find more Megan? Well, they can go to uh, serenitynowwellness.ca, our website here, um, and there is a bio all about me on there. Uh, And if anybody wanted to book in for a session, either with me or for massage or nutrition, uh, you can do it all online through our website. Perfect. So you, I know you mentioned that you are full with clients. Are you taking on new clients? I am not right at this moment, but once, um, probably in the middle of April, I'll be taking new clients again. Okay. That's soon. Yeah. Yeah. So not too far away. (laughs) Yeah. And so clients need to be living in the province of Alberta, right? They do. Yeah. And do you do like video chats like this with clients or? I do. Um, Usually it's the best idea to use Zoom. So we basically have been told from the college that there's certain ones that aren't secure. Skype is not secure. Zoom is more secure. But of course, each time I do a video chat with someone, I would let them know that there's a chance that this is not secure. Every time there's a chance, right? right? Client has to consent to it, knowing that there's a chance that it could be hacked. Right. I will if the client um, prefers that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll link to Serenity's website into your bio uh, for everyone to find you, and they can reach out if they have more questions. Um, but yeah, thanks for chatting with me today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me.